Welcome back to Mainly Movies, the podcast where we talk about movies. I'm Aaron, one of your hosts, and here with me is DJ, my co-host. What's up, DJ? Hey, man. I am super excited today. This is probably one of the movies I've been most excited about. Are you incredibly excited? (laughs) I was wondering when the puns were going to start. Kicking them off already. Oh, they start now. (laughs) They start now. But before we do any more puns, we have one more guest, returning guest, Grace, what's up, Grace? Hey, how's it going? We have Grace because she is a Pixar fan. We had a Pixar pod, and she likes Pixar. And (laughs) the movie we're talking about today is Incredibles 2, which is a Pixar movie. Yeah, so um, I guess we should set the stage a little bit before we get into the movie, because we had probably one of the biggest reveals on the podcast the last time you were... Well, not the last time, but the first time you were here, Grace. And you... You don't love The Incredibles. (laughs) I don't hate The Incredibles. I just don't hold them as near and dear to my heart as it seems everybody else does. (laughs) Yeah, we were talking a little bit about the box office numbers, and you seemed perplexed that so many people went to go see The Incredibles. (laughs) Well, because you said it was, didn't you say it was going to beat out Finding Dory? I mean, it's tracking that way, just to put things into perspective. Finding Dory was, like, a massive success. I think it held the title for, like, one of the largest openings for an animated movie of all time, and it opened at $135 million. Yeah, Incredibles 2 opened at $180 million. That is... Yeah. That is ridiculous. <laughs> so, we can go more into this later, but it's only, like, $11 million short of where Solo is currently sitting after, like, a month in release. And that was just on opening weekend. Yeah, I mean, I figured people were excited, but I don't think anyone knew that people were this excited. Or maybe Roland did, since he put it as number one. I think, <laughs> yeah, but it's still not, it's not going to beat Avengers. No, it's so not. So let's not give Roland too much credit. Okay, yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> I think Grace had it at number two, though. We're talking about our summer movie wager rankings. I think we've got a link. DJ can throw it in the show notes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Cool. One um, of us has been winning all summer until this weekend. Yeah, that I think I'm in the lead bitter. right now. <laughs> yep. Yes, but you are. <laughs> you'll, be back at, you'll be back in the lead once I messed up on Solo. We'll have to we'll recap see. that at the end of the summer, but I really messed up on Solo. Yeah, who knows? Or maybe I did. Maybe I didn't mess up on Solo. Maybe Disney <laughs> messed up on Solo. Yeah, you don't. hear that, Disney? <laughs> Come and get me. No, don't do it. We always have technical issues. <laughs> <laughs> and the call cuts out. Um, yeah. So Incredibles two. So I will say I knew it was gonna be pretty big when I went to the theater. And there were like 207-year-old boys just everywhere. Mm. It was just little boys running around, ready to see some heroes. I mean, that's great, but also it's been so long since the first movie. It is kind of weird that there is such like a young presence there, because I I don't want to be that crotchety old man, but I was just like, you guys weren't even around yet, you know what I mean? Like, I grew up with the original Incredibles. Yeah, but that doesn't mean like parents... 
parents haven't been showing their kids Incredibles. Like, my little sister went, and she's seen Incredibles tons of times. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons this was such, like, a big financial success opening weekend is because it really had that draw of, like, you know, uh, kind of our generation as well as the younger generation as well, so. Yeah, and the other thing, and I think if we do this again next year, I think I'll take dates into consideration a lot more. Like, not just, like, when things are coming out in relation to other things, but, like, this was Father's Day weekend, which is, like, the perfect (laughs) time to go see Incredibles. Yeah. And so, like, it's a bunch of, like, dads going and taking their kids to go see Incredibles. Like, it's perfect. Yeah, that's true. I I don't think I really paid attention to that too much making my list, just because there are so many variables. Some things have to go by the wayside. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We'll see once it gets into late summer what these movies turn into yeah cool but we should probably talk about the actual movie yeah so uh, um let's put up our spoiler well actually Uh-oh. before we talk about the actual movie we have to talk about the short film oh yeah i almost forgot about that <laughs> so spoiler warning for bow the short film before incredibles <laughs> What do you okay? So do you guys? I'll give you a minute to like relive this short film because I think it was <laughs> easily one of the most bizarre short films, <laughs> yeah, that Pixar does. Yeah. And then they always kill it with these, like, they're always so, like, I don't know, perfect. <laughs> but this one was, uh, it was pretty strange, it was strange, but I really enjoyed it. I mean. I didn't know yeah. what was happening about half of the time, but it's just amazing how much story and heart that Pixar can put into these animated uh, characters, especially with these short stories when they only have a couple minutes to do so. That made me so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a little bow bun. That's like, uh, I don't know, is it Japanese? I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm going to offend someone, but... It's like this little like bun that you like put food in and this mom has like made them for dinner and it turns like into a little baby which is just really strange like a little live bun. Yeah, it like grows a face and arms and legs and she like raises it like it's her kid. Yeah, and, and it starts really off really sweet. It out. It's weird, yeah, it's but like, it's also sweet. It's sweet, but then it just starts getting weirder and weirder as the kid like grows up and starts like doing things on his own his like face gets smushed and she has to like feed him food to like pop it back out (laughs) and and then he like grows a goatee and puts on glasses and like has an attitude and like has a girlfriend and like moves away and you're like what the heck yeah i was so confused that was pretty weird yeah where are you going pixar but i agree by the end it was like tugging on my heartstrings, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, I don't know how you do this, Pixar, because this made no <laughs> sense. Yeah, I liked it a lot, but it did give me like a weird energy going into Incredibles two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the movie starts right after that, and I almost don't even want to explain the ending of the short film, just because I feel like I've left it at a strange place. <laughs> cool. So that was Bow. Yeah, I thought it really worked for me. I I don't know, that it was really really neat. Um yeah, so we start out with the movie. Do we want to go step by step through the plot on this one? Um let's do some overall impressions first because 
Grace and I, we watched the original Incredibles back, I want to say like Thanksgiving or so. So not that long ago. And I remember at the time thinking that it definitely like still stood up, you know, the test of time or whatever. But when was the last time you had seen The Incredibles? I don't know, but I feel like I could replay the entire movie in my head right now. Mm, yeah. Just because like I watched it so many times as a kid. Yeah. So like fair. this movie starts right like literally right where the last one ended. So I think it does help to know exactly where we left off because like no one ages. It's just like <laughs> the same day. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that right away. Like it was the last scene of the first movie, and that's what started this one. Yeah, I feel like I saw the big drill in one of the trailers. I was like. Oh, that kind of looks like the Underminer. <laughs> I bet they're going to bring him back. But I wasn't sure if they'd actually start it right where it ended. And they did. But overall impressions. So I, like you, loved the first Incredibles. I really, really liked this one. I'm not sure if it's like quite at original Incredibles level for me. Mm. But... I feel the same way about this as I did about Finding Dory, I think, where I really liked Finding Dory, but, like, the original is just, like, a little more special. Grace, what what are your thoughts? I really liked this one. I mean, I don't have a strong attachment to the first one, so I'd say I liked them about the same. Mm-hmm. But I liked, um, I don't know, the other one... It's all Mr. Incredible being Mr. Man going off and hiding stuff from his family, and I didn't like that. (laughs) (laughs) And I liked that the mom got her chance to go out and shine. Yeah, I was curious if you're going to like this more just because the focus was definitely more on Elastigirl. Yeah. I think that kind of makes sense narratively. But yeah, I because I love the first one so much, it's interesting. I really, I, I think I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Aaron. Like, I really, really like this, but... I guess after I saw Finding Dory, uh, and I was like comparing Finding Dory to Finding Nemo, I still really liked Finding Nemo more, but it felt like much more of a closer comparison. Whereas this, I feel like I definitely still like the original Incredibles a lot more. I think that's where I differ. I think I definitely like Finding Nemo way more than Finding Dory, but then this one, they're kind of the same to me. Okay, okay. I get that. Like, yeah, it was still but really I feel good. like that's... That's almost just a reflection on how you feel about the original movie. True. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I think I think the sequels are, like, kind of similar mirrors of the first one. But it if you really liked Finding Nemo, then you're really going to like Finding Dory. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, th- I think it was really good, but, uh, like, I think... The Incredibles and Finding Nemo are still, like, classic movies, whereas these are still just, like, really, really good sequels. Yeah. Yeah, and, I I mean, honestly, I think we hold kind of those original Pixar movies on such a high pedestal that it would be super easy to be disappointed by sequels. So I think the very fact that none of us feel particularly, like, slighted by any of these sequels is, I think that's a pretty high praise in and of itself. Yeah, I think they're pretty much killing the game with sequels. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, haven't been disappointed in any that I can think of. Yeah, I think we take Pixar for granted sometimes of how good they are at, like, not disappointing people. (laughs) 
Yeah. It's like so many other franchises. It's just like people just come out of there just like angry at everything. But Pixar, other than we won't talk about Cars 2. Yeah, I wasn't going to talk about the Cars series. Yeah, Cars Cars 3 wasn't bad, but Cars 2. Hmm. Oh, I'm pretty sure Incredibles 2 made more money in its opening weekend than Cars 3. Uh, Did anyone really? else hear that? In total. Hold on, let me. Well, because people wanted more Incredibles movies. People didn't want more Cars movies. Yeah, I mean, the lifetime gross of Cars 3 was $152 million. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess it's easier to make toys for True. Cars. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying, people keep saying that superhero fatigue is a thing, but the box office does not speak to that. <laughs> was this the last one that's coming out for a while that's superhero themed? Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> I think next? we got Ant-Man and the Wasp in oh, like a couple weeks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Forgot. Yeah, and then you got a... Teen Titans Go. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> and then Aquaman after that. <laughs> Is Aquaman then? Uh, we don't. We don't need to get into this. Sorry. We're talking about Incredibles. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the uh, heroes are too close to Marvel and DC. Yeah, too many. It's heroes. Where we want to go. But yeah, really liked Incredibles. I feel like we all easily could have been disappointed, but Pixar remains. Remains great. We'll see if that continues with yeah. Toys or uh, Toy Story Four. Um, that one I'm I am super skeptical of because Toy Story Three just ended. Man, yeah. it ended. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll say. It, they really just nailed the landing. It feels kind of like a disservice to go back to it, but I mean, I don't, I don't want to hate on it yet because I mean, they haven't done me wrong so far. Cool. Okay, so I think we all really liked it. weren't necessarily blown away, but definitely not disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so do you want to go through the movie and some of our favorite parts? Yeah, I, I think we can do that. So it started out with the like interview thing with the kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? And he Tony. gets his memory erased. Tony. Thank you, Grace. That's why you're here. <laughs> yeah, I did not remember that kid's name. <laughs> I hope that's right. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. It is, it yeah, that's right. definitely right. Um, yeah, so he has his memory wiped, which, I don't know, is kind of good just to, like, to get back on the feel of, like... Like, I had completely forgotten that they had the memory wipe thing oh, in the first one. That was a thing? Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, they definitely used it at oh. some point. He definitely did, like, a memory wipe with a oh. suction cup. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. I swear I forgot about something that. like that office that Mr. Incredible was working in. Yeah, yeah, that's what, it was with his boss, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Okay, okay. But yeah, starts out with that, and then we kind of go back, like, flashback to the Underminer battle. Which I was happy we got, like, straight to the action pretty quick. Yeah, I, I think this was really strong. Like, as soon as you hit that opening score with the Incredibles music... I was like, oh man, I, I'm like, I'm a kid again. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. And like, I don't know, I think if I had a complaint about this movie, it was that there wasn't enough or maybe consistent enough action sequences. Hmm. So I'm glad that they like started out with it to like get you into it. And like, I don't know, just bringing you back to the underminer <laughs> and stuff. I thought I thought it was a really good way to start. But they yeah. never caught him. They didn't, which leaves room for Incredibles I know, exactly. Too. That's what I said, too. 
the underminer is the ultimate villain. No one can catch him. Yeah, but I thought that was like a fun little start to it, and they're like zipping around, and Frozone shows up, and Mr. Incredible yells, Frozone! Like he always does. <laughs> and of course, there's like a train involved, because somehow there's always a train involved with Incredibles. <laughs> yeah, this was all really strong, and I guess like as soon as the movie started, I realized, you know, the original Incredibles came out in like 2004. We've had so many superhero movies since then so i was kind of curious um you know what the incredibles could do that was different like what could they bring to the table and then i kind of just completely forgot that a whole like driving factor behind the first movie is the fact that like supers are illegal and it was cool to see that uh continue on in this movie as well because that's i don't think that's anything that has really been explored in other superhero territory which is saying something considering we've got like 19 marvel movies now (laughs) yeah yeah no i had forgot that was like a significant part of the plot too but Mm -hmm. definitely big in this one uh yeah so they they chase down underminer and there's like some like tense moments like trying to stop the drill and underminer gets away I like that. I just I like how like silly all of their like plans are. Like the underminer just digs out from underneath the bank mm-hmm. so that he can like steal it underground, and it's like this just like class like that wouldn't happen in a DC movie. <laughs> <laughs> True. He just vacuums up everything, including Mister Incredible. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was great. That's what makes it. Yeah. Makes it fun. It's nice to just be able to have, like, simple, fun stuff like that instead of, like, Marvel and DC. You're so worried about all of the, like, how all the heroes are interacting and all these complex storylines and, like, can this power go up against this power and all all sorts of crazy stuff. And this is just, like, Mr. Incredible Strong. Frozone has ice. <laughs> Keeping it simple. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah, so they they stop the giant drill from destroying the entire city. Yeah, barely. (laughs) Yeah, it, like, stops right in front of City Hall, but Underminer got away. And so then we kind of get introduced to this whole, like, political situation of how heroes are outlawed. And so even though they, like, saved the town, the city's really mad because they had like plans in place to like stop things and the heroes shouldn't have gotten involved and stuff so and the heroes make a big mess yeah yeah which is like an honest like thing because like (laughs) um, there's a lot of movies where the heroes destroy everything and there are no consequences and i just think their approach to this is really smart because it it is like about politics but they do it in a way that doesn't make it like boring (laughs) i feel like it's not boring but i did think it was like a little complex for like a seven-year-old kid to understand Mm. so like even like my 10-year-old sister wasn't really sure like some of the plots and like getting later on with the villain and everything like how all these things were supposed to interact i do think the plot in this one was a little bit more complex than like the entire motivation of syndrome in the first one is like summed up when he's like if everyone's super then no one is and it's like that's his whole plan Mm -hmm. 
And this one's like a little harder to get into, like heroes are outlawed, and so there's one, yeah, we'll get into it, but I just thought overall it was a little more complex. Maybe it was meant to grow up with the kids that hold it near and dear to their hearts. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, I I enjoyed it, like, I got into it, and obviously we're the ones that watched it as kids, <laughs> so, yeah, maybe they had us more in mind, but I, at the same time, I don't think it was, like, boring for no, kids. No, not like, at all. There was enough to, like, entertain them, too. Yeah, but, I mean, you're right, it is kind of a nuanced plot to say, hey, these guys do good stuff, but are kind of breaking the city, whereas a kid is just like, yeah, but they're the good guys. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is a little. I could see that being a little much. Yeah, especially when yeah. So then we uh, we kind of are introduced to that, and they're putting the Incredibles are put in jail for like a minute, but then they get out because of what's his name, Rick Dicker. I did not know he had a name until this movie. <laughs> I didn't either. Cause, like I would. They, like, said his name, and I'm like... Who? Like, I know... I recognize him. Mm-hmm. That name does not ring any bells. Yeah, I don't remember him. Uh, I remember his character, but yeah, I didn't know he had a name and this sort of familiar relation with the family. <laughs> yeah, so he gets them out, and we kind of see that they're, like, down on on things. I think we get, we get, like, a lot of talking between Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl... Like, the mom and dad talks about, like, the family problems and everything. Yeah, it got kind of serious. <laughs> it really did, and it, like, kept going like that for a while, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Like, to the point where I was like, oh, what? like, they're really hitting this point on the head of, like, they're down on their luck, and, like, someone's got to get a job, and, like, Mr. Incredible had his turn of providing for the family, and now it's mom's turn. Yeah, it got pretty real. Yeah, it really did. Like, and this was like clearly like the family message that Pixar wanted to like put in there. But usually it's like subtle, like they do it through some like happy little dinosaurs <laughs> or something. But this is just like two parents actually like talking out their problems. Which I guess is kind of in line with this brand. I mean, in the first Incredibles, you kind of assume that Elastigirl thinks Mr. Incredible is like cheating and then. She, like, tells her kids, like, these people will shoot and kill you even though your kids, like, it gets real at some times. And I think that's kind of why it works for, you know, both audiences, young and old. Yeah, it's not sugarcoating anything. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty serious. But, yeah, so we get get all the, uh, those feelings and then you kind of, I forget how, if we get into Violet's thing yet. I don't think that's quite yet. No, because I think it's after Elastigirl is gone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, I think it, it's Frozone, right, that comes up and tells them about this new friend they have. Yeah, because uh, the guy's name, Winston, uh, was able to, like, uh, I guess his, like, cab driver was able to catch Frozone as he was escaping, so he wasn't yeah, going to yeah, get arrested, yeah, right. too. <laughs> You're right. Um, yeah, so Winston, who's like this big mogul kind of guy, and he's got his sister, and they kind of run this like big tech company, but they're really big superhero fans. And so the whole plan is to like take some new approach to like reintroducing superheroes back into society as like these champions of justice, and they want to start with Elastigirl, which kind of lines up perfectly with 
the whole like mom's gonna go back to work thing yeah it also makes sense given the three that they had the uh, contact info of yeah 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 out of those three but what did you think of winston who was bob odenkirk and i guess his sister i thought he was gonna be the evil one yeah me too (laughs) yeah me too um and i think i only thought that because like i liked him he seemed genuine so i was just like oh well i shouldn't be fooled um but yeah uh I really liked his character progression, um, which again is kind of nuanced for a kids movie. Yeah, and I really like. I thought Bob Odenkirk was the perfect character because I don't know if you guys have seen. I think you have Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Saul Goodman, and that's Bob Odenkirk, and it was kind of like a similar character, where he's like pitching them all these ideas, like when he was giving them the pitch for the whole superhero plan he had. And he kind of ends and he's like, what do you think? And it's just like they captured some of his mannerisms as like Better Call Saul, where it was like, I don't know, you start to think like this is a little like too good to be true. He's a little too slick and like quick on his feet. And there's just like something a little too cheery about him. (laughs) And I think that's what like hinted us that he might be like the villain. I think we're supposed to think that maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that was my first reaction. Because it's a misdirect. Yeah, but I just thought I really liked that casting with Bob Odenkirk as that character. I thought he did really good. Yeah, I couldn't recognize his voice during the movie, but it was bothering me because I knew I knew that actor. And then, like, as soon as I left, yeah. I was like, oh, that was Saul. <laughs> but during the movie, Yeah, it and it makes perfect sense. Me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so he gives them, like, this big pitch, and they, they bite on it, I guess. And, like, Mr. Incredible is, like visibly struggling with accepting this role (laughs) as like he doesn't get to be the face of it Mm -hmm. and he's gonna have to like be the stay-at-home parent now so that's kind of like the setup of the whole movie of like where the plot goes yeah um i kind of like mr incredible struggle with letting his wife step up because i feel like in today's society that is kind of a tough thing for a man to kind of you know own up with you know especially with his superpowered children (laughs) <laughs> oh, 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 one thing before I forget. Aaron, did you realize that the Incredibles did not know that Jack-Jack had powers? Because I didn't realize that. Yeah, I thought we all found that out at the end of the first movie, and then I didn't know why they were so surprised this time. Yeah, I was, like, kind of, like, I guess I wasn't thinking that they didn't know, but, like, as soon as they were like, whoa, Jack-Jack has powers, I was like, oh, yeah, because all that happened up in the air with syndrome in the plane and they never like saw it yeah i guess i just assumed that they saw it since we saw it same yeah or you also kind of assume that like time has passed since then but it's like nope that happened like last week (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so yeah i just i that caught me off guard because yeah i assumed that they knew so i was like oh this is a plot point in the movie for everybody (laughs) yeah it was pretty great and yeah, we can get it. So we start. I, I forget when we first see Jack Jack starting to do weird stuff. Is it with the raccoon? I think it's not until. I think he he does some like weird things before that that like Mister Incredible's kind of on to him by that. I point. think he just keeps escaping. Yeah. But I don't think he like sees him do anything. Yeah. So this is after the Incredibles have moved into like this giant mansion thing and. 
uh, Elastigirl goes off to start her new job, which is basically just like fighting crime, like classic hero style. But yeah, but Mr. Incredible is stuck at home with the kids, which leads to all sorts of hijinks <laughs> and silly moments. Yeah, so I think one of my favorite like action parts of the movie was the Elastigirl like on the bike, like chasing the train down. Oh yeah, like dude, I thought I thought that was super cool. Yeah. yeah, I think this was probably the best set piece of the movie. I think. Yeah, and it involved trains, like <laughs> all the good incredible set pieces. Gotta involve those. What I love about these movies is that they're able to like show these superpowers in such a cool way. Like when Elastigirl like you know stretches out and she's able to like use her momentum to like move the bike over like that's that's amazing <laughs> that's not anything i think we've seen before like being able to use that yeah. elastic momentum to like move the bike in that sort of way i think that whole chase was really thrilling and just it's unlike anything i think we've seen in any other superhero movie and there are just so many these days so i think it was cool that they're able to still bring new stuff to the table yeah where she splits in half and she's like riding on both opposite <laughs> yeah, walls that was of like cool. the train thing yeah i was like whoa and it was unexpected i just thought it was a cool motorbike like i didn't know it was specifically made for her i think that was really neat yeah because she she called it the elasta bike and i kind of like rolled my eyes like, <laughs> but it like it like kind of is the elasta bike so yeah that was a cool scene yeah, they used her powers in cool ways, and then she, like, stops the train. Yeah, and this is where it's so, uh, Mr. Incredible turns on the TV and sees her, like, saving the day. And that's, like, after he's put Jack-Jack down. I think Jack-Jack, like, disappears out of the crib <laughs> at some point and turns on the TV again. Yeah, I didn't really have any sympathy for Mr. Incredible again in this movie like wow. i don't know he really? annoys me in both movies it's just like suck it up they're your kids take care of them <laughs> <laughs> you didn't feel you didn't feel bad for him when his baby was popping in and out of dimensions no <laughs> what <laughs> no that, that would be pretty hard <laughs> but i just didn't like his attitude well. he just like couldn't even say one good thing to his wife to be supportive well he said it he didn't no mean no it. no yeah he struggled he but said he said it but he didn't it mean it Oh my gosh. He yeah, he he was a little like he showed his struggle a little too much yeah. when he was like you're going to be great or whatever. It's like, okay, you could have done a little better than that. Yeah. But the baby would be hard. <laughs> yeah, it seems your problem is you do not like Mr. Incredible. You know, I just don't. <laughs> I think I like the rest of the family. <laughs> huh. I haven't heard this opinion before. Well, but I didn't I, realize I it until now. Yeah, I'm not gonna like tell you you're wrong. <laughs> like, I feel like you're allowed to feel that way. But I think yeah, Mr. Like, Incredible I, is just like funny. the epitome of all like traditional superhero, like super strong, super manly, has that mindset, kind of stuck in the past, you know. But not like outwardly. I don't know. It's weird. But even his superpower is super strength. Like, the most classic of all the superheroes. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty basic. Um, but my sister, who's becoming, like, a regular inputter into my <laughs> opinions, um, leaned over and, like, so as Mr. Incredible's getting, like, worn out from all his, like, fatherly tasks, she's like, when is he going to stop being so tired? <laughs> like, she was just annoyed that he was tired. She was over <laughs> 
Yeah, she was like, this needs to end. Like, it's so <laughs> annoying that he's tired. That's pretty amazing, so, actually. That is funny. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. Um, but yeah, we it kind of there's kind of just a chunk of the movie where Elastigirl's off kind of like fighting crimes and slowly tracking down this screen slaver that seems to be behind all of the bad things that keep happening. And meanwhile, Mr. Incredible's got <laughs> the family to take care of. And so you've got Violet, who is struggling because her love interest, Tony, had his mind erased, and so he doesn't know who she is anymore. And of course her dad's the reason behind it, and so that just makes it even worse for him. Yeah. Yeah. I liked when he tried to make it better by taking them all to the restaurant. <laughs> she squirts water out yeah, of her. Yeah, where where Tony's a waiter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was funny. I'm not gonna lie, I don't think that subplot was working for me until that moment because I was just like, Okay, that's that seems like such a dad thing to do. Be like, Oh yeah, I can fix this. <laughs> Have you met my daughter? Yeah. Wink wink nudge nudge. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and like talking about the water and how good the water is. And... <laughs> that was such a dad move. I didn't mind him in that yeah. scene. <laughs> <laughs> that was his only <laughs> redeeming scene. Was where he was failing as a dad. Um, yeah, so that's like Violet's whole struggle is uh, with this guy. And he keeps not acting like he doesn't know her he actually doesn't know her <laughs> yeah. because his mind has been erased um dash just has problems with his homework yeah he doesn't really have much problems besides i feel that. like dash got the short end of the stick yeah this movie. i think you're right here's the thing though i still loved him <laughs> that's true <laughs> because being a younger brother myself i remember absolutely thinking dash was the coolest uh, back when the original incredibles came out yeah and i still think that the in that original movie that uh his um like uh his chase scene with those flying drone things uh that the people oh, are in, yeah i oh, think that is still scene. one of the most well done like speedster scenes in a movie i, I think the only comparable yeah. thing is like i guess like the quicksilver things in x-men and that's even more nonsensical than this cartoon that's doing it better in my opinion so i he definitely got the short end of the stick i feel like he didn't really have as many like problems related to superpowers i liked that it was the math thing though um yeah Aaron, have I've you heard, heard of this new math <laughs> yeah i've heard of this before i feel like i've seen like facebook videos and things of like people outraged like <laughs> this is how people do math now yeah, like I feel yeah. like every parent probably resonated with that. That has to deal with this new math. But stuff. I feel like so there's there's something now that's different that cuz this movie's set in like I don't know, is it the 70s or 60s or something? I have I no know. idea actually. And so like now we have whatever that's like trying to change math, but back then apparently there was also this other movement to change math. <laughs> called new math and so it was actually poking fun at that but i think we like still understood like they're trying to change math i think they just keep trying change to change math. math no matter what's going on yeah apparently apparently yeah because uh we've got a mutual friend uh shout out to kevin who is uh in education and he's told me about this new math stuff before so i was seeing it on the big screen yeah it was it was 
kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, again, I do think Dash got the short end of the stick there. Yeah, he was really just there for like comedic like homework problems and like pushing remote buttons when he wasn't. That was still pretty to. great though. <laughs> yeah. I did like that all their couches and things kept sinking <laughs> in the water holes. And yeah, the- that was that pretty was great. Side note though, I do think he was like slower in this movie than he was in the original Incredibles, but I think I've just seen that one movie too many times. Uh, what like where? Where did you notice that he was slow? His animation back then, I don't think they could afford to like animate like scene by scene him running. So it was just more of a blur. But in this movie, it was more like, (laughs) I feel like it was more realistic, which is fine. I was just, you know, pointing out, still think it looked good. And I like, I'm struggling to think of times where he actually like ran super fast. He would only ran around the house pretty much. And then kind of after the baby. Yeah. Oh, he punched really fast, right? Yeah, yeah, he did do that. <laughs> and that final fight on the boat, I think. Yeah. Yeah, poor Dash. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I feel, yeah. Because, like, in, in the original one, they had the whole thing with, like, uh, Elastigirl changed into, like, a boat, and he was, like, the propeller on the back, like, shooting it off super so fast. Smart. Mm-hmm. They had him running around with those drone things, like you said. Like, yeah, I feel like he did more fast things. He ran across the water to catch the remote. Man, he's always getting the remotes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought to get to the boat in the final scene, he was going to, like, Violet was going to do her bubble thing, and they were just going to run across the water. But then the yeah. the car just went. I was like, okay, well, I wanted to see him run somewhere far, but that's all right. Sorry, we spent too much time on him, but I still like Dash a lot. Yeah, I think too. I just no, think he, speedsters he are cool. It. He deserves it. And then there was Jack Jack. Oh, yes, yeah, star Jack, of the Jack movie. Powers. <laughs> really though, like the MVP, like all of the little kids getting up after the movie, all I heard was like, Jack Jack was great. Jack Jack was so funny. <laughs> he was so, though. Like you could just tell that they were having brilliant. a fun time with him. And he didn't even have lines. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't need them. Actions speak louder than True. words. True. I loved that squirrel scene. Oh, squirrel no, it was a raccoon. 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 Which is much more dangerous Yeah, than I, that's more terrifying. Raccoons have rabies. Yeah, I, I knew it was a cartoon, but at one point I was like, hey, guys, like, trash pandas aren't to be messed with. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But then he was like, fine. So, Mr. Incredible's, like, noticing that he's disappearing, and he, like, puts that giant stack of mm-hmm. books on top of the crib, which is pretty <laughs> funny. And then Jack-Jack's just back out there watching TV again. Yeah, and so he's got, like, more powers than we saw in the last one. Yeah, I can't remember them all, but I know it's, like, in the double digits at least. Yeah, I think the one he uses the most is just, like, disappearing and going through walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, he likes um, the laser eyes one too. Yeah, that one. He likes laser eyes. Um, and if he gets angry, he turns into like the little demon baby. <laughs> Which is still funny. <laughs> and if he gets really angry, he turns into fire baby, which is just <laughs> incredible. And then he also had the multiply thing, which is pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, that was cool. That's not what I was expecting. And then at the end, he just turns into like a giant baby. <laughs> So <laughs> yeah, that can do lots of things. Yeah, yeah. Are they gonna like settle somewhere with what his actual power is? Because he can't have yeah, like all these powers. Incredibles. 
He's the jack of all trades. I, I get it, but like, <laughs> that's a lot of powers. Earlier, or whenever they met with Edna Mode, she said, "If you, you know, I don't know, uh, nurture those powers now, then they'll probably stay." Is that what she was kind of alluding to? Oh, I don't know. I hope so. Because she said, yeah, like, most good. babies have that's... multiple superpowers, but then they grow out of it. But maybe if they were to like nurture his abilities and he'll be able to do all of it or at least most of it i hope that's what she was saying because that sounds cool (laughs) (laughs) i thought she was going to be in this movie more yeah me too yeah i liked her scene like a lot yeah like that was one of my favorite parts i wish it was a strong scene i wish that they had focused more on um her being mad about elastigirl picking a different suit like, I would have liked to see them together and her, like, scolding Elastigirl. Yeah. I don't know. Have we ever seen Elastigirl with Edna? Yeah, in the first yeah. movie. Whenever Mr. Incredible was leaving. Oh, yeah, she goes there when, yeah. Yeah, you're right. But I love Edna. You were right. I was expecting that scene too, Grace, because uh, as even Mr. Incredible said something uh to last girl when she first heads out and it's just like you know you're gonna hear about this from her yeah so i thought she was gonna hear about it <laughs> yeah. but we didn't really just like one snide yeah. comment when mr incredible left but that was it yeah i could have used more edna me too yeah so yeah so mr incredible took jack jack to edna once he realized he had powers and needed to be contained um but yeah i thought that whole exchange between those two is hilarious where she just like lights up when she realizes all the crazy things that jack jack can do Mm -hmm. and apparently one of them is like growing features of another person yeah (laughs) which we only see this in this one instance Mm -hmm. where she gets like edna's hair and nose yeah the possibilities are endless with jack jack and i'm okay (laughs) with it. it it really it really is um, yeah, I like that. And then when she's showing off his suit, I really like the flame retardant purple whatever. Yeah, that he starts eating. That's also edible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just rolling around in all this fluff, just eating it all. Yeah, so I don't know how into like the whole screen slaver plot you want to get. Uh, I don't think we need to go in depth with it. I mean, pretty much someone's pulling the strings and. It's not sitting right with Elastigirl. Yeah, and so she kind of traces it down, but by the time she realizes it's just too late because it turns out it's Winston's sister, Evelyn. I forgot her name already. And she... Yeah, me too. I have Wikipedia <laughs> open, so I'm not taking credit for that. <laughs> but that's not, that's not, like, great if you don't remember the name of the villain. Yeah, that's true. Like, I didn't feel like she was... She wasn't nearly as good of a villain as Syndrome. No. She was, like, a behind-the-scenes villain. Like, she was maniacal, I feel like. Like, she got that other guy yeah. arrested, the pizza delivery boy. Yeah. To do her dirty work for her that she mind-controlled. I don't know. She's scary. That's, like, what I think of as, like, the villain of this movie. I think of the scene of the pizza delivery guy wearing the mask in like the strobe chamber yeah that oh, was a really like cool that. visual oh <laughs> <laughs> a disagreement <laughs> it just hurt my eyes <laughs> that's what i saw there was a sign going into the theater oh, i was gonna say i don't Incredibles remember seeing two. one of those signs so i'm glad oh. you saw one Incredibles 2 contains, like, strobe lights, like, 
And I was like, what? Like, what? Huh. And there it was. There were the strobe lights. Yeah, I didn't see a scene like that, but I don't know. I thought it was a cool visual. Um, <laughs> it was a lot going yeah, like, on, I, though. It was a cool visual. Yeah. It just it hurt my eyes. <laughs> I was like, what am I looking at? But I think that was the point. It's okay to disagree, guys. <laughs> DJ loved the scene, and Grace hated it. I just wanted her to win. Yeah, but she like beat him super easy, and it was like pretty obvious that that wasn't like yeah, the and yeah. But like, my sister was very confused at this point. Like, did not know what was going on with all the like villain behind this. I think that was just a little because like the person wearing the costume is always the villain, right? Yeah. When you're a kid, you know? So I think that's... I think the fact that they went for a villain that wasn't wearing a costume that was just, like, controlling everyone was maybe a little too much. Yeah, and even her motivations are a little nuanced, and we can get into it a little bit. So correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, her and Winston's parents were killed in, like, a, a robbing of their house. And their dad had a direct line to two supers, but this is right after... Yeah the banning of superheroes Mm -hmm. so they didn't answer and instead of like hiding in their uh like safe place or whatever with his wife he continued to try and call and that's what ended up getting them killed so she feels and i think i'm following this evelyn feels that by relying on superheroes humanity is actually weaker because we're not you know independent we're kind of yeah, we're kind of subservient to if supers want to help us and kind of at their beck and call. And I do feel like that's a lot for a kid's movie. I thought that um, was very interesting. Um, but I don't know if I would have got it as a kid. But, like, I liked that they showed, like, the same situation, same experience of these two young kids, and they took way different directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's awesome. For me, yeah. I don't know if for kids. Exactly. <laughs> that was my thought. Yeah, too. and I just like even then though, her whole thing is like she doesn't want superheroes to be accepted by the public, and it's like, well, they weren't to start. Yeah. The move, like the only person trying to bring them back is her brother. I think maybe she was trying to prove a point, like, even the one the one person that wants them back, like, this is why he can't get them back, and this is why they're bad, so it just, like, reinstates it in everybody's mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it didn't seem like her solution fit the issue. I don't know. I'm overthinking it, but, yeah. I no, think, that's a good I think point. That's, like, I, I like, I liked Syndrome a lot better as a villain than Evelyn. Yeah, I didn't dislike Evelyn, though, just because I thought her... Kind of like what Grace said, her juxtaposition, like right next to Winston, same situation, but two completely different outlooks. I think that's, I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. So she enslaves Elastigirl, who then calls Mister Incredible, and she Elastigirl puts the like hypnotizing glasses on him. Yeah, she kicks his butt. <laughs> yeah. And then because she knows his go- weaknesses, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was like kind of an interesting like those two fighting. Yeah, I didn't love uh, that, but it just makes you hate the villain more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess to get to the next scene, we need, what did you think of this like side collection of oh, heroes? Yeah. It was like the X Force of Incredibles. 
I didn't know if they were really necessary. Yeah. And my first thought when I saw them on screen was just like, oh, these guys probably suck. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that was my first thought. They're not he incredible. right, though. Yeah. I, yeah. I was just like, these are probably some like B minus superheroes. <laughs> they definitely were. And they had like dumb names, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they just needed some like henchman villain type or like, yeah henchman type characters yeah so just like take... they didn't really do anything as good guys until after they were saved so yeah true so yeah i didn't think that i thought they were fine probably one of the weaker points for me at, at least though yeah they didn't wow me they tried to do this whole thing with void and how she was like a big fan of elastigirl and like she was like, I don't know, there's the whole thing later on where she's like helping Elastigirl and has some like emotional like trauma over it. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't really understand her journey. I Like when you they get introduced, I was just like, oh, well, I guess that's the important one, quote unquote. But <laughs> it wasn't very strong yeah. for me, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, not the best. Um, But yeah, they're all enslaved. And all these little side villains go to get the kids who are still at home. But Frozone shows up just in time. Um, so we need to talk about what you thought of Frozone in this movie. I like Frozone. <laughs> yeah, I'll always love Frozone. I think he got the right amount of screen time. <laughs> okay, because I, like, I definitely think we saw him more than in... The first one? Yes. But, like, in the first one, he only had, like, three scenes, but they were all great. Yeah, so I think it was a smart move not giving us, like, a ton of Frozone. I am happy with the amount that we got. Yeah. Cool. Um, I wish we had had a little more of the uh, super suit. <laughs> I thought like, we were gonna get like a ASAP. yeah. I thought we were gonna get more of a scene of it because the makers of this movie they know that that is an iconic scene. Yeah, he didn't really have an iconic scene this time, yeah. did he? I, not really. I, I don't feel like. I mean, he has his super suit line, but I feel like it wasn't nearly as strong. I wish they would have played it up because yeah, you know the makers of this movie know that if anyone is just like, honey. Like, everyone knows what's coming after that, you know? And I feel like they didn't capitalize on it. Sometimes I think you kind of just have to roll with the jokes, and I didn't feel like they hit it hard enough for my liking. Yeah, I agree. But I guess they didn't want to, like, retread ground and do the same thing, but I kind of wanted the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I think his his funniest part was when he comes over to see Jack-Jack, yeah. And he's doing all the crazy stuff and he's just flipping <laughs> out because Jack Jack's warping to other dimensions and <laughs> and they both just kind of sit down on the couch like, "Oh my gosh." Yeah, I liked that part too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was pretty good. I'm glad that's when he called in his backup when he was struggling with the kids. Yeah, Damn. yeah. <laughs> Every dad needs a bro to back him up. Um Yeah, so we've kind of made it towards the end. We kind of have this final fight of the kids come and, like, take glasses off people, which I thought removing glasses from people turned out to be really easy. That, and also when they, like, went on TV, the little kid part of me that was nitpicking was just like, 
Well, everyone's gonna know their mind control. They're wearing these dumb goggles. Like, <laughs> I know, and they were, they were like, oh, it's just part of a new look we gave them. Yeah, so they did mention it, which I was just like, okay, so they know. But also, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Pick something up. Um, oh, and I guess we also, uh, the kids got there by using the Incredibile. Mm-hmm. to get there which is just like okay i guess we we did see that in the first one when we go back to like the classic days with mr incredible when he saves the cat yeah out of the tree yeah i don't know i didn't think like the final battle was like terribly special so you got this giant yacht like going back at the city and i don't know it it seems like they like freed everyone pretty quickly and then it was just whether these like 12 superheroes on this boat can stop the boat from hitting the city and i'm like well yep i bet they can yeah i think the reason i didn't like i think this was all i think that final like action piece was fine but i think one of the reasons i didn't love it is because it doesn't really like show anyone using their powers in tandem a lot necessarily and i think that's one of the more fun parts Um, yeah like the ball in the first one with Violet and Dash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even just like the final scene in the original movie, like calling out to each other, being like, I need like a lift or whatever, or throw me, Bob, or whatever. I feel like we didn't get too much of that. Like, I think Dash was like waiting to like hit a button to like bring Mr. Incredible back up. And I was like, oh, well, he's not like running around. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Grace, what was your thought about like the climatic battle? Um,. I mean, I liked that the kids saved the day in the end. Yeah, that's nice. Which, well, is, I guess that's kind of what happened in the first one, isn't it? Both parents were trapped. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, hmm, I forgot. But about this that. time they, this time they had to babysit Jack Jack at the same time. Yeah, but that's true. Jack Jack was a real asset to the team. He was the one who got Mrs. Yeah. Uh, last girl's goggles off. Yeah, I liked how, like, um, in that scene where she realizes that she's, like, has these goggles on and she can take them off, like, her eyes, like, barely peeking out of it and she sees Jack-Jack and, like, her mom and Sinks are coming in and she's like, oh, no, I'm trying to destroy my baby or my baby's trying to destroy me, Mm -hmm. I guess. So I like that that was kind of the first lead into them fixing the problem. Yeah. But, yeah, it did seem real easy to get the glasses off once (laughs) they realized that's what you had to do. Mm Mm-hmm. But I guess at the beginning, there just wasn't anyone to make that realization. And that's why they all got the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that Mr. Incredible had, like, Brick, or whatever his name was, as his, like, opponent. And instead of just, like, taking his glasses off like everyone else did, he just punches them. Like, punches the dude until he's passed out and then punches the glasses off of his face. It's like, okay, man. <laughs> that's all he knows how to do. I know. He just punches. Yeah, so they save the day, they catch the villain, Evelyn, is she's trying to fly away. Everyone's happy. And superheroes Yay. are now legal again. Or supers, yeah. I should say. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you think there was going to be a post credit scene? Because um, I, like, I assume there is for every like superhero or like major franchise movie now. So I have to either look it up or sit there through the credits. Was there an after credit scene? No, there was not. Okay. I'm glad because I 
I I mean, you know, I'm an MCU fan, but I do not like the precedent of every movie having an after credit scene, or specifically every superhero movie. I don't like it, especially because uh, Grace and I, we saw this late because a lot of showtimes were sold out. So I was kind of tired and ready to go to bed by the time yeah, this movie tired. ended. <laughs> yeah, and I'm also glad, like, if they had done a post credit scene, like, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I don't necessarily want an Incredibles 3. Yeah, I know there's already talk about one. And honestly, like, I here's the thing. I don't want one because I feel like Pixar, their track record in general with sequels is pretty outstanding. I think we can all agree that we really like this movie. And yeah, but it had a pretty high. It. Yeah, that's the thing. Don't push it, guys. I feel like you're already doing it with Toy Story Four, so I don't. I don't want everything to end up being like a five franchise series. I, I know that new ideas are difficult, but you're Pixar. <laughs> I I believe in you. <laughs> yeah, and especially like this one took 14 years to make. If they made a third one like two years from now, it's not going to have nearly the same like thought and care that went into this one. Yeah. And they'll probably like use those like side heroes yeah i agree i don't think i need an incredibles 3 i think 2 would be a good place for them to stop yeah yeah i don't like think finding so nemo doesn't need a third one either yeah so that that's kind of my personal but. thought i really like this but guys <laughs> don't push it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you did good don't let it go to your head yeah but it probably will if they keep doing True. this well in the box office. Yeah, it is definitely the highest, or like it had the highest uh, grossing opening of any animated movie. So I guess we shouldn't, I guess we should be pretty prepared for an Incredibles 3, even if it's not for another 14 years. <laughs> 14 more years. Picks up yeah. exactly where it leaves off. Yeah, yeah they're <laughs> fighting the Underminer. That would actually be kind of I just of want them to catch the Underminer. <laughs> cool. Um,. Well, I think that wraps up our review of Incredibles 2. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's always a fun time talking about these Pixar movies. Listener, I, I would encourage you, if you haven't yet, to go listen to our Pixar episode, also featuring Grace if you're a fan of The Incredibles or any of those other Disney and Pixar classics. Uh, it's kind of just a fun trip down memory lane to see all the greatness that they've done so far, and also <laughs> the Cars franchise. Uh, and to hear about why Grace doesn't I don't like the Incredibles. Hate the Incredibles. <laughs> it, it's okay. She like them. honestly, if you, <laughs> is it okay? <laughs> if you don't like, no. Well, <laughs> if you don't like Mister Incredible, I don't understand how you would be able to like the first Incredibles. I just like all the rest of them so much more. You know. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I, it's okay. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. Yeah, because during the movie wager episode, you uh, were skeptical if uh, Incredibles two would make more I still than don't Finding Dory. Um, what? But you still had it as your second highest grossing movie. You you should be proud of that. I just don't want it to get to first because then Roland will be right. <laughs> I, oh, it's not going to get to yeah, first. Don't worry about that. Yeah, there's Avengers. Avengers has made two billion dollars <laughs> worldwide. Yeah, it is. Incredibles 2 has done amazing. 
we'll acknowledge that. But there is no way it's going to be Infinity War. So right now it is looking, depending on how Jurassic World 2 does, it's looking likely that Incredibles 2 could nab that number two spot. And because there's just not a lot of kids movies this summer. Very true. Very true. Yeah, at least not yet. Yeah. I don't know. They showed they showed trailers for like a bunch of like kids and animated movies before, mm-hmm. and my little sister was not interested in any of them. Really? I was like, oh man. Was she not interested in Disney's Christopher Robin? <laughs> no. Really? Oh, I can't wait for that one. But I could. Yeah, I could see like, why the kids wouldn't want that now. Again, like I think that's like still like targeted at like us that grew up with like Winnie the Pooh. I don't know if like Winnie the Pooh means as much to kids now. I mean, you might be right because I do, I personally don't feel like I'm the biggest like Winnie the Pooh fan. But that trailer, man, it's just yeah, all the feels. <laughs> but I'm also a but big like, Winnie the as Pooh. As a little fan. kid, you're not you don't want to go see a movie with all the feels or That's like true. real people. You want to see like cartoons. yeah, you want to see animated. Yeah, she thought it looked weird. Oh no. Hmm. Um. How sad. But then what, there was like Hotel Transylvania and she's like not really into that. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't remember what else there was. Teen Titans Go, but it's like its own thing. I feel like you have like the secret like pot of knowledge with your little sister that we all <laughs> I know. Have. She's she's my like source with like the kids. I've gotten in with the kids. <laughs> you know. So I can be like kids these days are really into slime. And <laughs> watching slime videos on YouTube. Slime videos come up on my Instagram all the time. Why? <laughs> and then I watch them and they're mesmerizing. <laughs> well, that's why they come up because you're wa- you're clicking on them. I know it's just an you endless gotta cycle. Right past. <laughs> you gotta scroll right past. You gotta scroll right past. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Man. Okay, well, you guys did see another movie this week. I don't know if you want to touch on that one because oh, yeah. I did not see it. Um, well, we won't spoil anything for you, but I think we can, you know, just briefly mention it. But we... Okay, give me, if you have to each give me your own opinion, but sh- do I need to see this movie? Mm, you go first, DJ. I'm going to say no, but I will say you'll probably, hmm, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. Okay, but maybe not in theaters? I think it's, I think it's good enough for a theater ticket. Like I, I don't think it's like, oh, it was all right. I feel like that's kind of like the the tone you hear for like a red box or something like that. I think it's worth a theater ticket. Um, but when I mean when I say I don't think like you're missing out is I don't think you know you'll go to the office and a ton of people will be talking about tag. Yeah, they weren't. <laughs> so. Um, Grace, is your opinion any different? Uh, not really. I don't think it's one that you need to see. I still enjoyed it. Um, yeah, and It was a little bit more heartfelt than I thought it was going to be. So that mm-hmm. was nice. Um, I won't say why it is. Because I don't want to spoil it for okay. you. There was just something about it that I didn't realize going into. But I don't know if everyone else already knew. Big game of tag. Yeah, and it's very dramatic. And so that's pretty fun. Interesting. Okay. But, yeah, I was thinking, like, best case scenario, it would be, like, Game Night earlier this year, which I did finally see. And I really like that one. I I honestly would put it up there with Game Night. Yeah, I'd say those are pretty equal to me. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. And I think Game Night was more of a surprise for me, and I think for whatever reason I had a little bit higher expectations out of this one just because I knew more of the actors. Uh, but honestly, I think those are two like really, really solid comedies, and I'm a sucker for a comedy, so yeah, I had same. a lot of fun. Yeah, because I swear these like big, just like ensemble cast of like people you wouldn't expect to be in the same movie like especially comedies like they don't usually turn out that good yeah but i've been pleasantly surprised by those two cool well maybe maybe i'll see it but we have many more movies to see this summer so (laughs) we'll see um which brings us to next week we are probably going to be talking about Jurassic World, and if we're not, something has gone terribly wrong. Yeah, it will be the biggest movie that's come out. But let me ask you, Aaron, what is your excitement level for Jurassic World 2? Because I know at the beginning of the summer, uh, I think we mentioned during our Movie Wager episode, I don't think it was that high. So I'm curious if things have changed. Yeah, I feel like, for some reason, I feel like I'm supposed to be excited about Like, I feel like slightly obligated to be excited about it. <laughs> I don't know if that's like little kid me being like but it's a dinosaur movie (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I don't know if I'm really that excited for it like I just don't know I don't I can't picture the movie it would be that I like come out of it just like going crazy about how great Jurassic World 2 was Hmm. okay because I'm not sure like controversial Opinion, like I'm not sure Jurassic World was really that great of a movie, but it was like just the in, like incredible fact that we were getting another Jurassic Park movie and Chris Pratt was going to be this dude in it. So I don't know, not quite as excited, and I'm kind of like tempering. Like I I think I have it at number two on my list for summer movies. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Incredibles is going to be number two. It's hard to say because Jurassic World 1 made a stupid amount of money. Um, so I think I, I, I have Jurassic World 2 at my number 2 as well. And I think that's probably why we both put it that high. But honestly, like it's just it's cool to see Incredibles 2 make that much money. Um, but I think I'm probably a little more excited than you. Uh, just because after Infinity War, I remembered again how much of a national treasure that Chris Pratt is, and that I'll watch anything that he's in for the most part. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited because I was just like, oh, yeah, I don't see him on TV anymore. So it's like, you know, a couple months now that I get to see him. It's just like, oh, yeah, he's amazing. So, yeah, and I saw the Lego Movie 2 trailer recently. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's in this too. Yeah, Chris Pratt's great. <laughs> cool. Well, Grace, I don't think you'll be joining us for Jurassic World. Probably not, because I haven't seen the other one. Oh. <laughs> but I'll probably still watch it. Only if you want to. I never I, I never try and enforce my movie-going habits onto you, because that would <laughs> yeah, be a lot of movies. I don't think you had to. In, I saw the original I think you had to Jurassic Park. Too. But that's it. That's good. I have lots yeah. of Jurassic Park-themed dreams. <laughs> Without having really? to see the movie, I would love to do an entire podcast about that. <laughs> they're pretty good. <laughs> they're pretty good and extensive, especially for someone who has not like seen that many Jurassic Park movies. But in my dreams, I've seen yeah. them. I <sighs> <laughs> cool. Well, 
until next time, I don't know how to sign off this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we have an official sign off. Um, that's okay. Oh, if you guys enjoyed this episode or just want to join the discussion, uh, please shoot us an email at mainlymoviespod at gmail.com or hit us up on our Facebook page at Mainly Movies. Or leave us a review on iTunes or whatever reviewing platform you have. Yeah, that would be very cool. But we will be back next week with Jurassic World 2. Fall, or What's the actual title? Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Uh, I'm not going to remember that. Whatever. <laughs> dinos, dinos, dinos. Yeah, we'll be back with dinosaurs. <laughs>